Hey everybody, we're back. Chucky, this is Jason. We're in Red Rocks Racing Sportsbook for the Sports Betting Podcast bookends. And uh, first it's yay, sportsbooks. It's football season, so we're excited about that. There's a lot of cool stuff on the board to kind of chat about. It's week zero in college football, which is awesome. Um, Before we get into that, Jay, let's talk a little bit about baseball now. We're really in kind of the dog days of the season. It's toward the end of the year. Teams are jockeying for that playoff position. We're continually rooting against the Dodgers every single night, which hasn't worked out well for us. Um, But uh, let's talk a little baseball. What do you think now as it's kind of getting toward the end of the season? These teams are, again, jockeying for this position. Who do you like? Who don't you like? And who do you think is going to end up playing in the fall classic? Well, it's been it's been real easy for the betters the last uh, couple of weeks. We talked about it last week how the how the sports book can't wait for baseball season to get some football thrown in there, and, and hopefully some of the dollars that our guests are betting on baseball they switch over to football because but baseball it's been too is, easy. Why would they switch? Baseball's been easy pickings right. with um, teams like the Dodgers, the Astros, the Braves, the Mets uh, winning on a nightly basis, right. covering the run line on a nightly basis, and watching teams like the. A's and Angels uh, continue to struggle at Pirates, and you know, there's a long list of Reds. All these teams that kind of in the trade deadline uh, made the moves to trade their players, and obviously the teams that uh, made the moves to go get some key players. Uh, probably the one big disappointment, I think, from a better standpoint has been the, the Padres uh, since right. the trade deadline. Um, one team that they've been kind of fading, that has uh, big prices, that hasn't been able to, to live up to expectations. But uh, yeah, baseball's been a, been a rough go, and obviously uh, the way this Dodger team is playing um, has been absolutely fantastic. And it's uh, it's run line night after night after night, and they they just they're absolutely uh, abusing their opponents. And we started to see the Braves and really the Astros are the other teams Astros, that right, yep. uh, have really started to, to put up a lot of runs and win on a nightly basis. They just lose Presley, their closer, uh, so maybe that um, can help the sports books a little bit. That maybe they can they they can blow some games late. But uh, baseball has been tough sledding, and really it's the couple teams that are fighting for the wild card spots um, in the AL. It's uh, the Rays, the Blue Jays, Mariners, um, the, the White Sox, the Mariners, uh, those teams that are really kind of scrapping, that are still playing kind of closer to that 500 ball that makes it a little tough. Um, and then the National League, um, you know, kind of that Brewers-Cardinals matchup, although the Brewers have kind of fell on some right. hard times since the trade of Hayter. Uh, Williams hasn't been really good in their bullpen. Cardinals been playing absolutely fantastic. Again, another team that's been picking on, beating on the right. teams that they're supposed to beat. Uh, Goldschmidt has really, this last two weeks, uh, been absolutely incredible, kind of uh, changed the the NL MVP voting. I, I don't know how anybody's going to beat Goldschmidt uh, the way he's been playing lately, but it's uh, it's it's been great uh, in the standpoint of watching these good teams right. win games, and, and it, it sets up to be a very, very exciting postseason with some really, really great matchups, and the Mets uh, getting their guys healthy make it interesting from that standpoint. Right. But, I, from from our side of the counter, I cannot wait for these bad teams to get off the board because baseball's been easy picking pickings over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it really has. I think you see, I, I don't remember seeing so many large favorites early this season, and I think it just even magnified um, after the trade deadline when we saw a lot of these teams that already were out of it trading these guys, teams now with the extra wild card teams kind of making more moves. And I think the National League's so interesting right now because you look at the Grom and Scherzer coming back for the Mets, you look at the way the Braves are playing right now. Cardinals are red hot, but do they have the pitching to compete? And I think with May and Heaney, now both guys who are going like five innings, that's all the Dodgers are letting them go, but they're getting 9, 10, 11 strikeouts. They're going to need those guys against the Grom and, and Scherzer if the Mets, if that's the way it works out. I think the top of the National League is going to be fun to watch. The other thing from a betting standpoint to look for these next couple of weeks, um, the September call-ups. We right. talk about these bad teams being bad 
Um, and a lot of them you're starting to see already where they're starting to get some veterans that are getting released, right. potentially picked up by other teams. Um, but they're starting to call guys up at, as we get to expanded rosters and, and the September call-ups. You're going to see a lot of new young faces from a pitching standpoint, um, even more so to pick on some of these uh, maybe teams and, and pitching prospects that come up uh, facing the good teams that are in a playoff hunt. You'll, you'll probably see even larger prices once that happens toward the end of the season. So although football's here, we're pumped, excited about it. Uh, just keep an eye on baseball. We're still putting all these props up on a daily basis. There's really some some good matchups, I think, toward the end of the season as these teams kind of jockey around with Jay said in the American League, especially the teams that are looking for those wild card spots right now. You look at a Baltimore that could get hot enough to, to maybe sneak in. Uh, Seattle, who's played really well. Two teams that I think from our side of the counter you do have some liability on because of the long odds that they both had earlier in the season. Yeah, it's still putting up all the props. Uh, really, the, the handle has been exploding on these props, on whether it's the home run props or the uh, player total hit props or the strikeout props. So you guys are definitely finding those on the app, and we're going to continue to push the envelope and putting all those props up on a daily basis. All right, now I'm tired of talking about a sport that we're getting the crap beat out of us in. <laughs> all right, we're going to go to football now, guys. You know, it, Again, it's yay sportsbooks. We're, we're super excited about it. We've already seen kind of the the difference in the room it's uh it's the electricity it's the buzz it's the hype it's louder um people are just excited football's here raiders are the only three and oh team in preseason why not go four and oh right you guys have backed them with each game and you've been cashing for the most part in all of those games um there's been a, a lot of interesting kind of side notes with some of these quarterbacks new coaches uh, but what are you most excited about, like, through preseason right now, heading into the start of the regular season? What's kind of got you intrigued a little bit before we get into a couple of kind of topics that we're going to touch on? Well, it, it's, it's fantasy football, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. <laughs> you know, getting ready and doing all these mock drafts. How many drafts, boxes do we do every day together? All these drafts right. that we've got ready to go and, right. and uh, seeing how our teams are going to shake out. So fantasy football has kind of got me most excited <laughs> this week. But, um, you know, watching the, the Ravens uh, continue, I think they're on a 22-game preseason right win streak and you know obviously the regular season happens but 11 from, straight covers as well in that from streak a, from a preseason standpoint to watch you know what Harbaugh and the commitment that they have to continue to winning games and um you know remembering this stuff for preseason on who wants to win who tries to play hard that I, type know, of stuff it's, I, I it's don't, just something you gotta you gotta write in a book so that you know what's going on I don't really think it's Harbaugh anymore I mean I, I think he wants to win and but I think the players understand now that They've been able to achieve something special over the last, you know, five years in preseason and that they want to keep this going. You saw in their last preseason game, you had second and third and fourth tier guys that just were going all out. You could just see a different level of competitiveness, I think, in those guys. So I think it's kind of a um, it's across the board. It's a feeling that they want to compete. They want to win and they don't care who's in a game right now. That's the way they're going to play it. And you've seen it from the betters. Every one of their preseason games has shot up, and the betters have cashed so far. Yeah, but again, watching these preseason games, I think it's about understanding the depth charts, understanding kind of who's behind the starters, looking at who's got the depth to where if somebody goes down, can this guy step up and, and continue to play at a high level? So for, for me, watching a lot of the preseason was kind of a, a learning process and some of the things that we need to do once the regular season starts on uh, you know when we have key injuries, who's behind those guys. Yeah, I think it's exciting just to talk about all the props that we've been putting up. There's a lot of props on the board now, guys. 
positional props, team props. Check everything out either over the counter or on STN Sports. There's so many cool things, but we are going to dedicate. I'm hopefully next week we'll spend some time really getting into the fantasy football side of it, which Jay and I both love, and it's fun to talk about. It, it does get us both excited. But let's touch on a couple of uh, cool things that we kind of looked at. So last year the Bengals were a huge surprise. Um, came out of nowhere, basically. Uh, went to the Super Bowl, almost won the Super Bowl. Who do you think is going to be kind of the Bengals of 2022? Well, I guess you could look at this in a couple different ways. If you're saying the Bengals are, were projected to be maybe a last-place team right. in their division kind of came uh, out of nowhere, I would say that my team that potentially is a last-place team that could win their division. I'll, I'll stay right here in Las Vegas and say the Raiders. Um, obviously, we, we've talked about this at depth of the competitive nature of the AFC West with the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos, and the Raiders. But um, I think any one of those teams can can finish first, and any one of those teams could Agreed. potentially ten, finish last um, if things bounce uh, directly for them. And again, Bengals finished ten and seven last year, um, squeak into the, the wild card, actually squeak out a win over the Raiders, Raiders right. um, and then find themselves in the Super Bowl. Um, if we talk about a team that wasn't in the playoffs last year, that I think can go win potentially a Super Bowl or, or, or win an AFC conference, I'll, I'll say the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think the acquisition of Matt Ryan. They're favored to win their division, yeah. though, so it's not quite as maybe a stunner as the Bengals. Yeah, but, I mean, again, they weren't in the playoffs right. last year. The Ravens, another team that weren't in the right. playoffs last year, that potentially, you know, we, we think are going to be atop the AFC. But I think the addition of Matt Ryan to go along with Taylor, I think the development of Pittman and Pierce and Campbell um, there in Indianapolis, I think they're a team that's uh, going to be able to win a lot of games and potentially make some damage in the uh, in the playoffs. Obviously, everything in the in the AFC, you're potentially having to go through Buffalo, so it's, it's hard to predict predict anybody beating the Bills at this point, uh, but I think those are some sleepers out of the AFC. I'm going to go with one of the AFC as well, and that's the Steelers. Uh, same division as the Ravens and Bengals, but you look at Tomlin, I mean, never finished below 500. Um, the, the addition of Pickens, uh, the emergence of Harris, uh, you still have Johnson, you still have Claypool, uh, a good defense there. I'm wondering if Kenny Pickett ultimately is going to win that job uh, out of camp. Or will it be after the first couple of weeks of the season? But the better seem to love the Steelers. That's kind of the, the Vogue team uh, for the division, the conference, the Super Bowl, that everybody's kind of backing now. So I think that entire AFC North could get turned upside down a little bit. I think you can make a case for really all four of those teams. Maybe not Cleveland right away. I'm not sure how Brissett's going to play, but two good running backs, a good offensive line, and a good defense. defense yeah. But I think Steelers are, are one of those teams. Um, in the NFC, it's probably going to surprise people. And, you know, you've got people who probably watched hard knocks, but it's the Lions. I think you look at their skill position players with, with St. Brown um, and, and Swift and Hawkinson and a really good offensive line. It's that I think they're going to be an improved team as well. I don't think they finish in the bottom. I think that they're going to finish, you know, third or maybe even second in the NFC North. And I think they're going to surprise some people as well, just kind of as that sleeper long shot team. I don't know. You're you're putting you're putting your eggs in uh, Jared Goff or I know. Uh, I know. Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. I'm I'm not sure. I'm just looking for that long. I'm not sure you're going down the bit. right yellow brick road there. <laughs> yellow brick. I like that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's switch gears a little bit now. Who do you think will be the biggest um, letdown team? Team that everybody kind of has high expectations for. Um, that is expected to maybe not only win their division, win some playoff games, and potentially contend for the Super Bowl. I'm going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, to me, there's something not right down there. How, how Tom Brady leaves, you know, camp for for almost two weeks. Um, obviously, his not only that, but their coach abruptly left. 
you know, late in the season, you know, or early in the preseason. You, you've got Godwin returning from an injury. Mike Evans has constantly banged up. You've got one running back in Leonard Fournette and a kind of a, 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 a skeptical depth chart behind him that, you know, if any one thing potentially goes wrong there in Tampa, you know, are the Saints um, ready to kind of leapfrog them? But for some reason, it, things don't feel right in Tampa right now. I'm going to – two teams I'm going to mention, and it's probably going to surprise people. One, I'm going to go to the AFC North, and for me it's the Bengals. Um, I think the expectations are sky high. I think they are a good young team, but I look for a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Um, you look at how dominant they were kind of in four games last year where Burrow just really padded those stats. So for you fantasy lovers, a little tidbit, I mean, four games really made up about 50% of his fantasy stats uh, last year. I think they have a little bit of a, a drop back, and I don't think they're as dominant. Um, and in the NFC, I'm going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we know they, they traded Cooper in the offseason. Gallup won't be back, at least for the first couple of weeks. They lose Smith on the offensive line. We know Zeke's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, I think that they could take a step back as well. And I think that whole um, NFC East is going to be a little bit crazy this year. I like the Eagles, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Commanders or the Giants um, be improved this year and the Cowboys take a step back. I'll be surprised if the Giants are improved. I know, again, we've been following the Giants. That's for you, uh, Simple. We've been fi- following <laughs> the Giants pretty closely. Just uh, the, the young man that played football across the street here from Red Rock. Daniel Bellinger expected to be their uh, number one tight end. And, and so been really kind of watching the Giants a lot in camp. Great news on Barkley. The wide receivers have been playing fantastic. But, again, the, the defense is not good. That offensive line, not good. And, and Daniel Jones, I don't know that the Giants are going to stick with him uh, beyond this year and, and might not even get through this year as, as Tyrod Taylor um, is creeping up on that potential start list. Uh, so well, they've been one of the teams, too, that has been kind of rumored in that Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Um, Garoppolo has a huge cap hit. Um, it's looking more and more like if the Niners don't find a trade partner that he could be one of the big names that's released at cutdown time. Um, if that happens, you have to wonder if it's, if it's the Giants, if it's Seattle, um, if it's the Rams, if it's Cleveland, who? How does that line kind of line up? Who's going to go grab Jimmy Garoppolo if he ends up getting released? Um, now let's look at the coaches. There was a lot of coaching changes in the off season. Um, to me, there's one guy that I think really is going to have an impact on his team. But who do you think, out of all the new coaches, is going to have that kind of impact? Help get his team to the next level and be somebody that um, you could look at as say kind of coach of the year candidate. Well, we've we've talked about this at length and I, th- I think we started to mention it last year and obviously um i think minnesota made one of the best hires um and I, but i know That's you're gonna take guy, that yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let right. you take uh, O'Connell in Minnesota. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the guy that I think has actually been put in the the best situation, and that's Hackett in Denver. Um, I mean, it I'm, wasn't until they acquired yeah, Wilson. They, they, you get Russell Wilson, and and the skill positions that he has in the receiving core there. You've got two great young running backs, uh, a solid defense. Now again, we know that they're coming into what is a super tough uh, division, but um, Fangio and the and the defensive mind that he was really hurt. Um, that offense, obviously, uh, the, the quarterback play hurt right. that offense a lot as well. But for Hackett coming from Green Bay, um, changing that offensive philosophy, I think Denver is a team that you know we just saw play limited or, or, or limited offense, and that offense could really, really sprout under Hackett, and then hopefully in, in turn lead to more wins. Yeah. And they've got a very favorable schedule because they played so poorly 
uh, last year. Obviously, in the division, those games are going to be tough. But I think Denver and Hackett could make a big difference. They had more uh, one-score uh, one games over the last three years uh, than any team in the league. So they were in a lot of those games with really no quarterback play at all. So, of course, getting Russell Wilson changes that uh, dramatically. I think, as you kind of commented with the Raiders, who could potentially win the AFC West, I think that whole division is going to be so interesting to watch this year. And I know we kind of touched on it off air that, you know, look for these teams to really beat up teams outside the AFC West because the games inside the division are going to be so tough. And the Raiders, three of their first five games, so 50% of their divisional games occur in the first five weeks of the season. So we'll kind of get a clear indication of how good the Raiders might be very early on. And you're right. For me, it's Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. I think you look at what he did with that Ram offense, really kind of opening things up, making them not one-dimensional but a more balanced attack. What he did with creating space for Cooper Cup, for you fantasy guys, I mean, Justin Jefferson, to me, is the is the best receiver out there. He's going to have a monster year. I think Kirk Cousins has a monster year. And I think that offense now with Thielen and Jefferson and Irv Smith and Cook with Cousins, I think Cousins has a chance to have, you know, that big touchdown year, 35 to, to 40 touchdown passes or more. Um, maybe is an MVP candidate. I know I'm talking about Kirk Cousins, but I think that offense, that coaching staff is made for him. I look for Kirk Cousins to have a big year, but I think Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings really take the next step there. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, they had me worried as a team that's a constant over team uh, playing a lot of high-scoring games. I don't think their defensive secondary is all that good and, and their, their linebacker. But that would play. favor the offense to yeah, continue again, to, 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 continue really, to, to right. continue to put – more so that the Vikings are going to score more points because their defense is going to kind of leave them hung out to where it's going to be right. a, kind of a, almost that uh, that Bengals um, where you, you had to score because the right. defense, that was early in the year. Even even so much the Raiders where you saw a lot of points getting scored because they were constantly kind of ch- having to chase uh, on the defensive end. So the Vikings are going to, I think, going to be in that boat all season long. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun to watch a lot of these teams right now with the new coaches and see what the impact is, uh, see how Trey Lance plays uh, in San Francisco. Uh, we know there'll be no Zach Wilson with the Jets. It's Joe Flacco early on. We know there's no Deshaun Watson. It's Jacoby Brissett there. See how those quarterbacks kind of mix. And again, I'm still anxious to see ultimately if Kenny Pickett wins the job um, or Mitchell Jabriski gets the start. I'm really starting to think now that they're so close that knowing Tomlin and, and young receivers and Austin and Pickens to go with Claypool and Johnson, it wouldn't surprise me if Kenny Pickett ends up starting for Pittsburgh out of camp. Uh, the other one that's kind of interesting to me is Allen down in, down in New Orleans. Obviously kind of had half a half a year right. he's been there for a while and um gets interesting pieces of the puzzle that add to his pro right. back to his program and with hill not going to be the quarterback and it's going to go to winston and you get a michael thomas back and you add a chris olave and you have camara and ingram um don't forget they added jarvis landry too yeah, um yeah. you get uh uh the the defensive uh oh uh matthew matthew yeah on the defensive yep. side of things that the Saints are a very interesting team. But Allen did not have success when he was here um, right. in, in Oakland. You know, Las Vegas, I think he was 8-26 and 26 or something like that, um, his career record but up in Oakland. Just touching on what you said, though, and I agree with the Saints. I mean, you think about the Saints last year before Winston got hurt. Two of the wins that they had before Winston got hurt were against the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so I, I think the Saints are one of those teams that are gonna be gonna, either going to be really, really good or – they're just going to have a mess, and Michael Thomas isn't going to be Michael Thomas, and Winston isn't, and they're going to be really, really bad. But when I talk about the Buccaneers maybe faltering, it is the Saints that I'm worried about right. um, and saying, not, not that I'm worried about it, but I think the Saints could surprise a lot of people and play really good football. I, I think the Saints, and I think in the in the NFC North, 
I think if the Packers have some struggles, maybe the Vikings leapfrog them as well. So, guys, it's football season. We're going to do some fantasy football stuff next week. Um, But with football season, now's the time. Get signed up for Last Man Standing, both our college and pro contests. 100,000 guaranteed in the college, 150 guaranteed in the pros. You want to touch on the format a little bit? Yeah, again, um, they don't start this week. Obviously, we've got uh, college football uh, on the board this weekend and, and, and Labor Day weekend. It won't. Both contests will start with the opening of the NFL, so not until that September 9th and 10th weekend. You've got the ability to sign up for college and pro going all the way to that first week right. of, of the NFL season. Um, again, $25 uh, per entry. Buy four, get a fifth entry free. Um, you're going to pick your winners against the point spread. You win and you advance. It's as simple as it as it gets. 100000 guaranteed in the college, 150000 guaranteed in the pro. And, you know, we, we do start college football this week. I mean, right. I, I know the games aren't uh, week zero. Some, I love week zero. Games, but right. is, is there is there a certain game, obviously, this opening weekend that's kind of got your attention a little bit? Or what, what there, game there, are you excited to watch this opening weekend? There is. But before that, I mean, with, with last man standing, I mean, you hear about these contests out there that have these huge entry fees. This is $100 each, guys. For five it's entries. Five entries. And it's 100000 guaranteed in the college and 150 in the pros. So if you want to have fun, have a chance to, to, to really cash out a nice prize there. I mean, it is an entry fee that's really, you know, kind of affordable for everybody to get into. So um, don't forget, it's $100 gets you five entries uh, into the college. 100 gets you another five into the pros. To me, it's the Nebraska-Northwestern game. I think there's more pressure on Frost in Nebraska, in Nebraska than any other collegiate coach this year. Um, they won last year against Northwestern in Nebraska 56-7. I know this game's in, in Dublin, Ireland, so it's, it's the uh, first game. We get to yeah. we have to have I'm a, going right a, the first a game. Nine thirty in the morning right. game on Saturday in Dublin, in, Ireland. In Dublin, Ireland, and you know I, I think Nebraska's improved. I, I think they're a better team this year. Um, I know that number's been creeping up, um, but but I think Nebraska's a team that's going to be much better this year, and uh, I look for them to cover the number week one. I, I'm staying kind of in the in the Big Ten, um, looking at Illinois. Um, I think it's a one o'clock game on Saturday. They they opened. Uh, about a touchdown favorite, and they're up, or a ten-point favorite, and they're up to almost a two-touchdown favorite uh, against Wyoming. Um, Going to start Tommy DeVito, who was a quarterback right. out of Syracuse who transferred to Illinois. Um, had some good times at Syracuse, but I think that uh, he's got a real ability to lead, lead this Illinois defense and Wyoming uh, from the Mountain West. One of the things about Wyoming is just the number of players that they lost. I think they had six offensive starters, and I think they're like four defensive starters. And so when you're in the kind of those smaller conferences when you lose a bunch right. of guys that have played um, you know, for, for four years and now try and find those de- uh, replacements. I think it's, that's one of the reasons why you've seen this line move so much in fa- favor of the Illini is just uh, uh, Wyoming's uh, got some guys that are yep. going to have to step up and obviously making the road trip and, and playing um, down in Champaign could be, uh, could be a tough week for, uh, for Wyoming. So again, guys, we're excited. It's week zero, but we, you know, with that said, we love it. When you know the book's packed and all you guys come in and enjoy everything we have to offer, and just the atmosphere in here is electric, the crowd's loud, uh, people are rooting for their favorite game and team. Um, but this is a great time to get signed up for SDN Sports. Up to that $500 bonus going on right now. Everything you see in the room, all the props, all the the cool features, the in-play, um, it's on SDN Sports. So now's the time. Get signed up for SDN Sports. And I know we've touched on it before, but we're going to kind of dedicate, you know, a couple of segments over the next week or two um, to fantasy football. So shoot your questions in to Stephen Money and John, and we'll be able to kind of answer those questions on the air and give you some of our opinions, which I think might be fun as we dive into it. Yeah, and the other thing I, I want to see is the, is 
posting your winners. We've you know had some incredible seven and eighteen parlays that have been hit in baseball, uh, all run lines, and so you know at Stephen Money. Wait, you had to go back to baseball again? Well, I thought we were done listen, with that's that. That's where the winning tickets are coming right. from right now. If you're betting baseball, you've you've got those seven and eight teamers that are uh, that are hitting. So uh, post it at Stephen Money and show us some of those uh, those big winning winning tickets and. Uh, uh, you know, see if you can uh, outdo each other on uh, the number of teams hitting in these parlays. Uh, we look forward again to seeing some of your questions, guys. Uh, we're excited again. It's Yay Sportsbooks. Uh, I know from our side of it, we're looking forward to seeing all you guys. It should be a fun football season. Don't forget to get signed up for LMS, Last Man Standing, STN Sports. And, uh, you, know, you know, we're excited. One other thing, though, you know, this week, obviously, with a lot of the games starting in college football, uh, kind of your last chance to bet those over-under season wins. Once the season starts for a lot of these teams, the over-under season wins go down. So really critical if you're looking for those season-long bets. Um, uh, Heisman Trophy, obviously, we'll reset that type of stuff. But a lot of bets are going to come off the board once the team's season starts. So uh, make sure to get those season-long bets in uh, this, this week and next week uh, before yep. the teams get underway. R- really good point. Guys, we're excited that football's here again. He's Jason. I'm Chucky. We're in Red Rocks Racing Sportsbook, and this is the Sports Betting Podcast bookends. We'll see you guys next week. 